You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Yoga Magic. It's Ashley, your host. Grateful you're here. Buddies, thanks for all the love on last week's episode. Y'all love astrology just like me, so that's great. <laughs> if you if you haven't already listened yet, the astrology of 2021 with Meredith McGowan, we break down all that is happening in 2021. Um, as far as astrology goes, this like, you know, the big things we should be looking out for. Doesn't it just feel good to know that that there's some magic in the air right now? Like truly, Aquarius energy is an air sign. We are moving fast and we're feeling light. And so buckle up, everyone. If you are manifesting something this year, it's going to move fast. Really, you know, hop on those dreams if you can. Okay, today's guest is Liv Bowser. She's a new friend that is doing something really cool, everyone. She started the first mental well-being studio called Liberate. And Liberate is truly the perfect combination of things. It's physical movement, mindfulness, and community. I mean, yes, all those things. Liv, like many of us, she struggled with anxiety and loneliness in her life, and she wanted to start something meaningful, meaningful to bring people together, to share in their struggles, and do that you know, through mindfulness, through meditation, journaling. And I couldn't believe it when she told me that Liberate has only been around for eight months, because it feels like she's done so much. It's really, it's really taking off. I've taken liberate classes and they're just, they're just so really good. And I say that, you know, truly they're so good. So thanks to Liv for being on the show and sharing her journey. If you want to learn more about liberate, check out the show notes or visit liberatestudio.com to attend a class or a workshop and live and I will be hosting a free astrology and journaling workshop on January 30th at 1130 central time Saturday that's a Saturday it's a 30 minute class and we'll be looking into your moon sign which is the ruler of your emotional well-being so I'll give a little astrology overview and then live will guide everyone through journaling and a short meditation and it's totally free You can sign up with the link in the show notes or at ashleysondergaard.com or at liberate.com, you know, wherever, wherever you want to hop on. So we're also doing some giveaways, free classes, a cosmic self-care guide. It's going to be such a fun Saturday. We'd love to see you there. Friends, as always, if you learn something from this episode, if you love it, please share it with a friend share it on Instagram and tag at yoga magic podcast. That's really how this show has grown. And it's, it's grown in a short amount of time because you are sharing it. So thank you. Thanks to Liv for sharing your goodness. Let's get to our interview with Liv Bowser, the founder of Liberate Studio. Okay. Welcome listeners. We are sitting down with Liv Bowser of Liberate Studio. She's the founder 
we met on Instagram and now we have weirdly a ton of things in common and I'm sure that we're going to get into all of those. Thanks for being on the show, Liv. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I feel like we've already had lifetimes of conversation, so let's just keep it going. Let's just keep it going. We we got into some funny like pre-chat that I'm sure we'll we'll share here in a moment, but I want to hear about Liberate, this this amazing healing place that has big plans and big goals that is reaching a lot of people right now. How did you decide to start something like this? I I mean, I think probably like most human beings have had my fair share of anxiety and stress and loneliness in, you know, all the inevitable transitions that come with life. They kind of bring that out of me. And I really felt like there was a lack of support for the times in your life when you feel like that. And it could be perpetual or it could be when you're starting a new job or when you're going through a breakup and I really turned to physical fitness to help me with those moments, but it wasn't enough for me to feel more connected to myself or to feel like I had a better grip on my anxiety. And my goal, my idea was to create what is now the first ever mental wellness studio in a space for all human beings, all walks of life, you know, regardless of your experience with wellness to come and openly and safely work on yourself with a community. So instead of mental wellness being this heavy solo journey that it often feels like, you feel super alone. It's a communal experience and we're all working on ourselves together. And it just makes mental wellness so much lighter and takes some of the heaviness away that you're carrying unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Mental wellness. I've never heard the, those two words together until you said that, but that makes so much sense to me. What, what is mental wellness? Like what are the practices that would fall under mental wellness? Yeah. So mental wellness and mental health differ in, in terms of the actual practices of them. So mental health could be, you know, if you have a mental illness or if you're practicing therapy or anything more medical and then mental wellness is where you're learning skills and tools to help your mental well-being. So meditation, yoga, journaling, affirmations, tapping, all those different Mm. kind of wellness modalities fall under mental wellness, which is, I mean, it's an entirely new category. We're the first ever mental wellness studio. And that's not because we invented meditation, but that's because we invented a space to exercise that part of yourself, which shockingly we've never done before. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've taken a class with Liv and I was, I was really, really excited walking away. And, and I don't want to say that like I'm conditioned to not enjoy classes, but because I do so much meditation and well-being and yoga and just like live in that space all the time, I want the experience to be really, really meaningful. And this was so good. And I did an express class. I did a 30 minute and I was like, yes, cool. I'm doing more of this. So what does a class look like? If someone were to become a part of your community or even just take a free class, what do they look like? Yeah. Our classes. So we do have express, which is perfect for anyone with like a busy schedule or kids like you, and doesn't have necessarily an hour to practice mindfulness. Our classes are a blend of our liberate method, which is 
a intention setting, a movement warm up, whether that's gentle stretching or a light yoga section. And then the core piece of class is our reflection journaling. We have a chance to journal individually, reflect on what we just wrote, share as a group, and then meditate to ground in the whole practice. So it's really fun because it's just as dynamic as a workout at SoulCycle or Barry's Bootcamp, but you know, you're gaining these tools to help you work through whatever it is you're going through. And we're going through something at all times. So, you know, it's a, a more fun way to just give yourself the tools you need to feel a little bit better every day. Mm-hmm. I really was struck by people's willingness to share. I think that's how I knew it was like, wow, this is like really awesome because it was, I mean, really diverse in, um, genders and, and, and people just like their interests. And I was, I was so impressed and people were, they were speaking up and again, it was a quick class and they had lots to say about what they were going through. And especially now when we're at home so much, it just feels so meaningful to connect with people around shared struggle at times. Um, when you started this, like, I want to hear your creation story because I know what it's like to build things from the ground up and you're, you're so doing it and you're doing it so well. What has this been like? It has been so fun, honestly. I mean, I think there's that expression, if you find what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't fully agree with that. I mean, I'm definitely working. Like I'm not just sitting on the beach all day, but it doesn't feel so heavy or stressful, even though like I may technically be under the same amount of stress or even more because I'm putting it on myself. I feel really free and I feel so purposeful. It like feels like I was put on this earth to literally do this and it makes it so fun. And even, you know, one person having a positive experience in class, sharing something profound, having a breakthrough, feeling a little bit better about themselves Mm, is so valuable. And in my past, I, you know, worked at a lot of startups and I worked in marketing and I loved all the brands that I worked for, but it didn't really feel like purpose. And I have found that with this and it's so, and it's okay to have a job that doesn't have purpose for the record. It's not, you know, right. Right. Negotiable, but it just feels really good to know that like I would work on this 24 seven and not feel drained. And if I did feel drained, I would take a little break and then be back at it. But it's just been super fun to learn and to meet people like you and other, you know, leaders and women, especially in the wellness space. And we're all trying to expand and empower ourselves and others simultaneously. And it's really energizing. I agree. I agree. When you started it, was it, did you plan to be a digital studio or was the, what was the goal? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There is no, I mean, digital studios didn't exist that's so true. <laughs> of course, Peloton existed, but even they were doing in-person classes and their mm-hmm. studios in, um, you know, New York and London. And for Liberate, my goal was to open a brick and mortar location in Santa Monica in LA where I live. And that just, you know, very quickly became not an option, at least for now. It's for now. Still- end goal to have in-person studios because I believe in the value of human connection in real life. Um, but when COVID started, I mean, I was still at my other job and very much in that, but the, you know, mental health crisis and the epidemic of loneliness was just continuing to grow with 
the updated state of the world. And I just decided to start toying around with Zoom classes like other studios were doing, launched a website, just see what happens, you know, offering free classes to friends and things like that. And the response was really positive and it was overwhelming in the best way of just like, oh no, this needs to happen now. Like you're going to have to change course here. Um, and so that's what we did. And we lead digital classes six days a week. We have on-demand content. We have self-guided content. So regardless of your you know, schedule and what you have going on, there's a way for you to practice because it's just so important always, but even more people realize it now to prioritize your mental well-being because you know, without that, that's like your foundation for everything in life. So you got to make sure that that's strong. Right. Right. I want to go back to the loneliness pieces. I think that's super important to talk about, but I just, you know, the universe clearly had plans for you because I, I know in LA, there are meditation studios. Like I've been to the den and I've, there's just like, that's so cool. I love that. There are no meditation studios here in Minnesota. Like there's yoga studios and there's fitness and then there's gyms and whatever, but there's no meditation studios. And so by, you know, me coming across your brand and your classes, like I get to, to go to a meditation class. Like that's so cool. And I just feel like you're, you're reaching this whole audience by being online. So, and then, you know, and then maybe someday there's a, there's a brick and mortar studio, but I love the online platform. There's a bigger reach there. I want to talk about that that loneliness epidemic and like what that what that looks like maybe for you or your friends or the people that like you work with because it is a really intensely lonely time. Can you tell us more about that? Mm-hmm. I've had my fair share of loneliness and you know, there's a difference between feeling lonely and being alone. It's not to say that I was ever alone. I've always had a wonderful family and great friends, but I experienced a lot of loneliness again in the transitions of life. So I moved out to LA. I didn't have a ton of friends and I didn't really know anybody. Um, and I worked as employee number one at a startup. So I was essentially alone all day. Um, and you know, really felt lonely in that. And then, you know, navigating a new job, navigating startup world was lonely. I didn't know who to talk to about it and just kind of how to deal with the anxiety and stress that I felt through that. Um, I went through a breakup out in LA and that was really lonely because that had kind of been my identity. We were talking about identity evolution earlier and my identity in LA was like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so and I go out and we hang out all the time and I'm his girlfriend and like, that's my little LA life. And so to kind of have to pivot and, and find my new people and my new pace in LA without them was a transition for me that felt super lonely. I think breakups always feel lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. No one understands how I feel, but the truth is a lot of people do. I mean, we all go through it and I actually went on a solo trip to Machu Picchu. You um, did? Cool. Like right after the breakup, very shortly after. It was just kind of the timing of everything. And I was obviously alone the whole time. And it was really freeing. But I was on such a roller coaster trying to reconnect with myself. Because I think through periods of loneliness, at least for me, I often realize like, oh, I'm really not connected to to myself. Like I'm not down to hang out with myself. I'm not really liking myself right now. Like I don't feel good in my own skin and periods of loneliness help you confront that. You don't really have a choice versus when you're just busy with friends and brunch and whatever else, like you can kind of mask that. And so for me, this trip to Peru was like, 
just me, myself and I, and I was, you know, uncovering things I loved about myself. I was uncovering things I was uncomfortable with. And I, you know, had this day adventure when you actually go to Machu Picchu, I had a tour that went horribly wrong. And, you know, I couldn't speak Spanish well enough to understand what the heck she was telling me about the ancient ruins. I was getting eaten alive by bugs for some crazy reason. They loved my ankles and I was like <laughs> bleeding out of control. My oh my ankles, gosh. Like take off my socks and wrap them around my ankles with hair ties. It was, it was so ridiculous. And so I'm like so drained and I'm just so over it. This was supposed to be this spiritual experience where I could reconnect with myself and it's not happening. And <laughs> I, I was like over it. And I literally laid down in the grass at Machu Picchu and took a nap and I fell asleep for like two hours because I was so exhausted from just trying so hard to force something in myself. And I woke up and I had this totally new, I just felt like revived, honestly. I mean, I'm going to tip my hat to the spiritual nature of Machu Picchu, but I was so, I just woke up and was like, okay, we're going to reapproach this. Like, we're just going to let you exist and see how you feel. And we're going to let feelings come and go. And we're going to breathe and we're going to be in the present moment. And I had like an amazing rest of the day. I was sprinting up and down some of the hikes, listening to Usher. I was like crying (laughs) on other hikes in silence. I was so, so all over the place, but I think being lonely is so powerful. Like it is so beautiful. I look back on that experience with the rosiest glasses and so grateful for it because I felt so, so alone. And I hit like this bottom of just being over everything. And it, it kind of cleared out all of the gunk. It cleared out all like the muddy water to, to make room for this really beautiful, clear vision and connection to myself. And you don't have to go to Machu Picchu to make that happen, obviously, but, but sometimes just letting yourself, you know, be aware of how you feel and sitting in it and welcoming it instead of running away from it is like, oh, I'm lonely, but I'm actually like, I'm good. You know, it's not like it makes those other feelings disappear, but it creates this equanimity and comfort toward it. And that trip is something I think for my entire life, I will always think of and be like, that was a breakthrough moment for me. Like that was a time where I was like, you're good. You got this. Life is good. Mm -hmm. That's such a good story. And you know, I think you're so right that like loneliness hits us at these different times where we're not we're, I mean, we're not, we're not in isolation. I mean, right now, a lot of us are in isolation, but like you, you can feel loneliness surrounded by all the amazing people in your life. I think about like the loneliest time in my life. And it was, it was really during like maternity leave. I think that like being home with a little, and just, I always felt like, oh, I have so much energy and excitement and like intellect that I want to share with the world. And like, I'm kind of at home all the time being a, a cow. Like that's how I felt. And like, I know I'm not the only one who's felt that way. Um, and it, and it, and I needed to sit with that. I needed to remind myself, oh yeah, like, it's okay to be a little bit sad right now. This is so normal. And that now looking in hindsight, like you said, those rose colored glasses of like, oh, you just, you just have to like sit with it for a little bit, you know, with what you do at Liberate and, you know, with these moments of connection around mental wellness, how do you see this helping those that are feeling a little bit of that, of that loneliness? Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's one of the biggest reasons why I started Liberate because we're not, you know, diving into all of your junk with you and like helping you pick it apart. 
we're giving you tools to pick it apart if you want to or not, and just giving you more confidence in your ability to handle everything. And I think a lot of the time when you feel lonely, you just want it to go away. You're like, I can't handle this. This feels so uncomfortable. It's horrible. I don't want to do it anymore. And you feel like you're the only one feeling that way. And for Liberate, you know, you come to class and there's a couple other people in the class who are maybe feeling the same exact way, or maybe they're struggling with something different, but they are open about their mental well-being enough to put themselves out there and work on themselves. And that's so empowering for the other people in the class because they think, okay, well, they're going through something. So am I, like, we're all working on this. It's all good. And you just feel more empowered to keep on keeping on and like find a way, you know, find a light at the end of the tunnel. Cause sometimes you can't really see a way out. And our job is to give you the tools to climb out whenever, you know, you want, however you want to get there. Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> keep on keeping on. <laughs> At Machu Picchu in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I had like a camera of that, like of me and that experience. It could be Probably a reality TV show of someone unhinged, but I was like, <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it. Would would recommend it to anyone looking for a breakthrough. <laughs> Solo travel, like, whoa, next level. I've done a lot of that myself and it's like, it's so hard, but it's, it just, to put, put things into perspective later when you do travel, I'm like, oh, with a partner, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'd rather just go by myself a little bit. Literally, I'm going to Sedona in May. My sister's going to have a bachelorette party, so I'll be out in Arizona. I was like, I'm going to do a solo trip by myself beforehand. And, you know, my friends were like, oh, I'll come. I'm like, no, no, no. It's a solo trip. (laughs) You're not invited. Solo. (laughs) Just for me and nature. (laughs) What are you going to do in Arizona by yourself? I think I'm, you know probably going to horseback ride. That's something I do a lot. So I'll do that in Sedona and I'll just do a bunch of hikes. It's, I mean, solo trips, like you said, are tricky in the beginning. It's like, why did I do this? This is so weird. Everyone thinks I'm weird. I'm panicking. And then once you just let it happen, it's so beautiful. And, you know, there were moments at Machu Picchu where I was like, man, I wish so-and-so was here so I could show them this. Cause I like want them to experience this with me. But at the same time, it's so nice to just have that experience for you and not have to label it or talk about it or analyze it and just exist. I think, you know, presence is a huge theme that we work through a lot and liberate. And for me, solo trips are what helps me feel really present. So Mm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want us to talk about building brands because we're both doing it. We're both doing it in different ways. And we were like cracking up before we started recording because we both had weird experiences in the last 24 hours of like, you just, I don't know that you can plan for any of this stuff when you're building something, right? We're building things that we want people to just feel better. We want to take care of them. We want the world to be a better place. And last night or rather today, I had this weird request, uh, kept getting it like multiple times through my website for naked yoga, a naked yoga class for this man. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I don't offer that service. And will you tell your story, Liv, of your class last night? Because like, what the F? (laughs) Well, I wonder if anyone who's listening was in the class because we had a pretty large group. But (laughs) last night we do a free monthly meditation the first week of every month, open to whoever. And um, well, I guess it was too open because we had some 
little harassers join and they were making sex jokes and like moaning throughout class and they were experts. So they would do it super quickly in the middle of class. They waited until everyone was super Zen, super into the experience, grounded. It's a 30 minute meditation. This is like minute 17. And they just will quickly unmute themselves and moan and then quickly unmute them or mute themselves. So you can't find out who's making the noise. And it was so traumatic. I was cool, calm, collected as, you know, a meditation. As you are. (laughs) But inside I was freaking out. I was like, how do I even find this person? This is so disruptive for the experience. And they started making like little sex jokes and laughing. And everyone in class was up in arms to my defense, chatting and Zoom being like, get him, it's this person. (laughs) Oh my God, it was so, so ridiculous. But life, I mean- there is no handbook on entrepreneurship in general, or even being, you know, a leader of a class, but that was definitely something that I felt like was a long time coming. And I mm. feel like I've made it to a, <laughs> to a point. <laughs> I feel like this is another milestone of, you know, we've gotten big enough that people are harassing us on our meditations. Um, so I don't know if it was just like little kids or who it was, but it was pretty funny. I think it was I think it was okay. It wasn't too, too disruptive, but just what a weird, you know, thing for somebody to do. I just, it's so, yeah, we can't write the handbook on all of this because it's so bizarre. And I mean, obviously that's not the norm for your class. This has never happened. Oh, this has not happened. (laughs) I promise it's the only time it's ever happened. It will never happen again. It's not necessarily, necessarily a reflection of you. Like other actions are probably a lot more about them and whatever they're trying to accomplish than anything that you're putting out, I would say, you know, you're not, you're not asking for it, which I think is important to know. You know, let's talk about that a little more about just this whole world of building, building your brand. And like, if you have advice, cause I know there's a lot of people that want to do this right now. They want to start, they want to reach for their dharmas, their passions, and, and they don't know where to start, or they feel like, you know, oh man, I don't, I don't have the stamina or I don't know the finances or whatever to start something. What advice do you have now that you're, what is it like a year into Liberate? We are about less than eight months in. Oh God, you've done so much. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, we started in May. I mean, that was just kind of me messing around in May. We officially launched in July. Um, so call it what you want. But, um, you know, I, so I'm definitely not an expert. I haven't been doing this forever, but from my own experience, I think it's really important to have patience. Yeah. And, you know, you, if you listen to podcasts about, you know, really well-known entrepreneurs, like on how I built this, or you watch shark tank, you kind of assume that you get the money really quickly and you get a hundred thousand followers really quickly. And all of this just kind of happens overnight, or like you have a make it or break it moment. And I think that there's like a million make it or break it moments every month. And they all move the needle and you're, you know, you're working your way up the mountain, but it's not, an easy road. And it's not something that like, you're just going to get lucky one time and you're going to be set. It's a continuous journey. So I think it's so important to have the passion and to be doing it because you really care about it. Not because you want to make money because eventually you'll come up with another idea to make money or you'll realize you could be making more money at that full-time job. Um, so, you know, 
celebrating the small successes along the way. Like, Oh, I got to 2000 followers. Let me like buy myself a drink and, you know, celebrate those milestones because totally matter. And if you just compare yourself to the big giants, you're going to get so down on yourself. You're going to quit. So I, you know, really try to celebrate like six months, eight months, you know, everything is a milestone and there's always going to be like another mountain to, to climb, but if you're having fun along the way, and if you're proud of yourself along the way versus always down on yourself, it's going to make it so much more enjoyable. I mean, I can't imagine working as hard as we do and like being mean to yourself the entire time. That would feel horrible. Yeah. You just couldn't get anywhere if you weren't present and grateful. It's funny you bring up how I built this. I love that show. Love it. I mean, as, as we would, (laughs) and I, I heard Guy Raz speak at, um, something. And he, the question was like, what has been your most meaningful conversation or like episode? And he had, he called out the one with the Bonobos founder who was really, really open about his mental health struggles. And like, that was the most meaningful conversation that he had had. And he's, I mean, he's talked to like everybody, right. All every like major company and how they built things. And that was his like takeaways. This person was so real and so honest and so raw. And he was able to connect with him on this deep level. And I just was like, oh, it took my breath away thinking about that, that that was his moment as a, as a podcast host. So I'm a podcast host. And like, this is if vulnerability and realness is like where it's at. Right? Totally. And, you know, I, it's, you have to get past that, like judgment concern of what other people will think about you. Like, Oh my God, Olivia has bad anxiety. Like could have seen that coming or, you know, whatever you think people are going to say, but I want to get to the point where meeting up with a group of people and being like, Oh my gosh, I had like the worst anxiety this morning I had a total anxiety attack. I drank too much coffee is the same as saying, Oh my God, I had an amazing breakfast sandwich for, for breakfast this morning. Mm -hmm. Like I just, it needs to be mainstream. It can't have this stigma around it. It's so unhealthy. And the more we talk about it and the more I'm open with my anxiety, the more other people will hopefully feel like they can be too. And that's my ultimate goal is, you know, it doesn't have to be your number one topic of conversation, but you don't need to hide from it. And you don't need to like make it this elephant in the room or this topic you always slide around just address it, you know, just make it, it's just part of life. It's like, oh, I hurt my ankle running. Oh, I had a panic attack yesterday. Yeah, You know, it shouldn't be this really hard topic for other people to swallow. It's just what it is. So that, you know, is where we can lead with vulnerability and just hope that other people feel like they can do the same. Mm -hmm. So when you do feel anxiety, you know, meditation, obviously journaling, what are your other self-care practices? Yeah. I mean, everything in a library class, I do a lot. So I meditate every day. I do affirmation journaling and gratitude journaling. For me, I, I really feel, I mean, there's a million studies on the impact of nature on your mood, your vitality, your happiness, and going on nature walks is like medicine to me. It really just lifts me out of anything I'm feeling. I think movement, like my body really just likes to move in a steady pace. So going for a walk outside and just breathing is, I would argue the best thing I can do for my anxiety. And then also just reminding myself that it's not permanent is probably one of my top tools and 
you feel ang- anxious or you feel stressed and you like get really hot and your heart beats really fast and you feel like, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is who I am. Like, this is my state of being I'm panicking. And you, you can't like see the future. It's almost like it gets blurred out. And so reminding yourself, this is a permanent, I've had an anxiety attack before it's going to pass. I take 10 minutes, might take 30 minutes, but it's not going to be forever. Always really helps me be like, okay, you can breathe. <laughs> like you're okay. Go for a walk. And that's like the first step I do whenever I feel an uncomfortable feeling is remind myself that it's going to pass just like everything else. Mm, Yeah. That's a really good reminder. Yeah. So what's up? What's next? What's next for liberate your G I mean, seven, eight months, girl. I'm like, so I, I did honestly did not have any idea how long you guys have been around or you guys, I say it like, it's like a million people, but you and your amazing (laughs) squad of teachers and what is next? So many, so many exciting things. I mean, my goal is to make mental wellness as accessible to all human beings as possible. I think, especially in 2021, we're still going to be in this very digital space with, you know, safety and and distancing out in person. So we're going to continue to build out our offerings to, you know, have more classes, have more courses. So you can really commit to your mental wellness and hold yourself accountable in that way versus just coming to a one-off class whenever it works for you. And we're doing a lot of corporate partnerships as well because, you know, work is the number one stress point for a lot of human beings. And how nice would it be for, you know, your company to be outwardly supporting your mental well-being? And there's lots of benefits to that. So if you're listening and you want your company to offer you meditation every week, definitely, you know, DM us and let us know. But my number one goal is just to really support every human being as much as possible because, you know, life doesn't have to feel super heavy all the time. So we're just going to create more avenues to support. Yeah. The corporate wellness, that's such a smart move. I think that's a great place for people to come together. And, and there's, you know, there's, we can only do so much right now and this is so easy and so efficient, but also really, really impactful. I love that idea. So Liv and I are actually hosting a free event coming up. I love the accessibility piece. Cause that's like my jam too. And we're, so we're, we're going to host a fun event on the 30th of January, a couple weeks from now. And it is astrology, of course, and <laughs> some meditation, some journal work. So we'll start, I'll start with a, an overview of your moon sign because your moon is really what sheds a big light into your emotional well-being. Um, we'll find the flavor of your moon and then I'm turning it over to live and you're going to guide us through some meditation and some journaling. It's going to be great. I think astrology, you know, believe in it to the degree that you want, but it's such a fun way to feel more connected to yourself and kind of personalize an experience. So it's going to be a really fun workshop and it's free. So anyone can join and, you know, bring friends and you guys can talk about your signs together. And it's just going to be a great way to, to end the first month of the new year. Gosh, I know what time flies. I was looking back. I was doing, I was just like doing my mileage for the year. And I was like looking at, I literally feel like a year ago, right before, you know, we went into lockdown, it, I, time stopped and I'm like, oh yeah, that was like, that felt like yesterday that I was going outside, <laughs> going to places. It's crazy. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. Well, if you want to come to that free workshop with live and it's on the 30th, it's at 1130 central time, 1230 Eastern time, which would be, well, you guys can go look up. It's in the <laughs> 930 Pacific. <laughs> um, 
if you want to sign up, we'll link that up in the show notes. Um, and again, it's totally free, but that'll get you the zoom link. And we'd love to see you there. How can our listeners find you live so they can take some classes? You can find us at liberate studio on Instagram. Our website is liberatestudio.com and I mean it. You can contact me with anything. I'll answer the DMs. I'll answer the emails. So if you have any, you know, questions or want to talk about mental wellness, I'm here for you. And hopefully you can find, you know, one of our offerings that best supports whatever you're going through. Awesome. You're doing such good work. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today, everyone. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share this episode with a friend. I will see you on Thursday. Thanks so much.